Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, a show where we take unsolved mysteries and cocktails, we mix them together and drink them. That's the show. <laughs> um, I'm Masood. <laughs> With me, as always, is the fantastic Suze Kepner. <laughs> and uh, that laughter you're hearing is the fantastic Chris Stokes. Uh, and yes, as I said before, I'm Masood. Hello, guys. How are we today? Mm. Yeah, I'm all right, but I feel a little bit sick. But I think it's because I had a massive lunch and it was too big. And I still feel sick too now big. at seven. What? But only in like a, oh, so what much food. Yeah, right? what was it? Yeah, what was in a two big It was, lunch? right, so I went to a pub with a, a comedian, Ali Ward. We should get her on the show. She, mm. who lives in my area. You know, like when they do a pub sandwich. Oh, so yeah. big sandwich, fries, like stacked of, of onion bowling rings. Ball. Yeah. yeah, and it arrived and I went, I did that face that kids do when a Knickerbocker Glory arrives. I went, Yeah. <laughs> like. Sparkler in your sandwich. <laughs> and the thing like when a, an, if you're with a nan they go oh Susanna like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah. Gets, it gets, it gets yeah. put in front of you we just see your eyes over it yeah like a crocodile in the savannah and I, I went I, and it had a you know great big dollop of pub mayo on it you know posh, posh mayo and great big the size that Sue's mimed for the dollop of pub mayo was obscene was that was a, it was a hand it was a like, hand it was size. Like, no it was almost like it was a, it was the size of a baby she had her baby with her who tried to get her hands on my mayonnaise no way darling I in my head so. when when the sandwich arrived it looked like you know the back of like some really crap 90s film where you turn it round and it's like about a kid <laughs> and he sat there with a sandwich up to his eyes as chris said with the sp- like that's the sandwich i'm seeing Masood, like, oh, yeah. you couldn't have appealed to me more. <laughs> but anyway, it was so much food that, and I was like, oh, I won't need a big dinner tonight. Turns out I won't need any dinner. So, long story short, I didn't feel like I could drink the cocktail that I wanted to make because I got all the ingredients for it and then I, it's, I, like, I can't do it. So, what I'm going to do instead is drink Archer's on his own straight from the bottle. That's because... good because it'll slide past the food. That's it. Maybe it'll help lo- dislodge it because at the moment I'm. I'd like, like to know oh. a what the cocktail yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So when we get when we do do the drinks, when we get to yeah. the drinks, tell us what it would. Uh, yeah, I will. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, here's what you could have won. As you as you mentioned that, I was reminded of Sarah asked me what I used to eat as a teenager in Hong mm. Kong when we'd go to school, and I don't know if I've told you ramen guys cake. This. <laughs> ramen. <laughs> Like a fucking like 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 foghorn leghorn eating corn in Looney Tunes. <laughs> like bits flying off. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking. So I don't know if I've told you guys this. Um, so in the morning we'd we'd uh, I'd have like maybe like some cornflakes or something. We'd catch the ferry. We'd get to Hong Kong side, and we'd go to Starbucks, and I'd have like a chicken pot pie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then I'd get to school, and I'd have a sausage roll. And then at like first break, I'd have a like a big chicken curry, like in a like in a takeaway container, oh like a double God. takeaway container. 
and then we'd have a second break. I'd probably have another one of those. <laughs> and then after the school, I'd have McDonald's. And oh then my God. I'd have dinner at home. And Sarah's like, fucking hell, how old were you? I was like, 13. Oh, this fucking stick child. <laughs> Like a fast metabolism, yeah, insane, ridiculous. Must be. You must yeah. still have one because you're you're still quite a thin bloke. It's fairly fast now. Like it's although it, I was saying it's like Jesus, I ate like a fucking bodybuilder, but like gained no weight. It was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Just I think we, I think all three of us do. I yes, I, I suspect so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What what are we drinking? Um, I've got a gooseberry martini. <gasps> gooseberry Look at the gooseberries. I saw this and I thought, oh, they're little pickled onions, but mm. they're gooseberries. Yeah, told me so through we, that. We, we, we got some fresh gooseberries. Um, what, like ooh. growing near you? No, 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 no. A, a punnet of them arrived in ah. a veg box that we have on on repeat. And they, wow. uh, there were gooseberries in it this time. I thought, I want to muddle some because they're really mm-hmm. sour. Like, yes. Properly. And then I thought, do you know what I could do? Muddle some and then just leave the ingredients of a martini around them yes so like mm. they sort of like, steeps like ooh, a tea kind steeps. Of. Yeah. yeah 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 and then i put in some rhubarb and hibiscus bitters oh wow wow and then i shook it up over ice because obviously it's pretty much gooseberry juice by that point as well yeah so exactly you, you yeah. don't stir it so and then obviously i whacked some actual some fresh ones well. on but the stick also i decided at the last minute to do something that i've done on a couple of cocktails that I've seen in, in recipes and I've followed their instructions and it has made a difference. I put two drops of smoky whiskey. Ah, with a with a pipette. <laughs> with a, with a pipette. And it has it has added some sort of like salty seawater type quality. Yeah. Ah, nice. It's really nice. It's really A nice. rustic feel. Yeah. In, Obviously yeah. it is rustic because like there's bits of gooseberry. There's little, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I quite like that. That looks what that looks that sounds really delicious. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. What would you have drank, Suze? What would I have had if I yes, didn't want to know what from you a big, drink big lunch? Well, been. as we know, I'm just having little sips of archers. Let's, so, let's let lift me up tell the, you. the thing. After we've had the gamble, the fucking <laughs> curtain comes up. Yeah, here's what you could have won. Yeah. So, I had it all planned out. Over ice, I was going to uh, shake up, smoke a whiskey. This was inspired by Chris's choice during Toxic Lady. What did I have during that again? You had a like a latte style. Oh yeah, thing oh yeah, that yeah. was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna put smokehead whiskey, Frangelico ofs, half, but like them equal amounts, half the amount of Mister Black, Ooh. and then a splash of double cream, oh, just wow. like a little splash. And yeah. I thought, shaken up, wank, wank, wank. Pour it. <laughs> I did a wank. <laughs> that is pretty much what I did, because I had the mm. hazelnut rum. Yes. And coffee yeah. liqueur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. I thought a little better bit of, with the smoke Well, I don't notes. know, but a little bit of smoky whiskey, I thought that could be a very that interesting kind of, I'm really, one of, of my, like Irish. Take it into my, that. One of my biggest victories is uh, getting Suze onto smokehead. Turning yeah, it's good. Into, it's good. Turning it's good. Suze into a smokehead drinker. <laughs> it's like a... Well, it's really, Chris has got me into whiskey. My yeah. agent got me into tequila. Who else got me into something else? 
Oh, my friend Craig's son got me into Mr. Black. Oh, yes, 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 of course. He's Australian. With, um, he was like, you got to try Mr. Black. So I've got it now. The, the coffee, it's, it feels like I was going to call it something really stupid, like an Irish-Irish coffee coffee. <laughs> because you've got the, because I know Irish coffee is obviously just whiskey to coffee. But then yeah. you've made an, an alcoholic coffee. And then you've added more alcohol to it. Yeah. <laughs> I've added two more alcohols. Um, but I thought like, I, quite nice. I, I thought, should I leave the Frangelico out? But I went, no, a little bit of nutty sweetness mm. to go with the Mr. Blacks, which is just the coffee base. And then the smoke of the whiskey. I thought that could be really nice. A little bit of cream. I'd happily order know. that from a I could have, I could have drunk it, but I would have been like, oh, I feel sick. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, too much. It's Bit like when well, you feel like well, you're, you're so full, it's come up to your throat. You're like, oh, uh, yeah. when I had it, it was like <laughs> yeah. a dessert. Mine was like a dessert. Mm. Yeah, that'd, that'd make a really good um, digestif, a post mm. uh, yeah. a post meal drink. Yeah, I reckon. Instead of coffee, just all of that. Mm. What uh, what are you drinking? Mr. Well, so I'm experimenting with some stuff I had left over, which was I um, about two bin juice. Uh, bin juice, um, a little bit of uh, melon liqueur, a bit of bolognese, and some old that um, that weird like liquid that forms on top of uh, like mayonnaise if you leave it for too long. Oh yeah, oh, I hate it when it separates. Uh, I don't like it even when a yogurt does that. It's uh, so this is this is a it's a mocktail, but then I've added alcohol to it. So the mocktail is. <laughs> So it's a cocktail, is it? It's a cocktail, but no, no. But originally, it's a mocktail. Uh, originally, it was so just tonic much. water, but I've added gin. But then I've added gin, and now it's a cocktail, baby. <laughs> Classic Masood. I call it a. I call it a ah mocktail. Ah, ah that's good. Ah. So it's uh, a raspberry roasted strawberry shrub. Oh. What roasted strawberry? Yeah. Get out of my house. Which is so, about two weeks ago on my stream, I did, uh, on, on Mondays I make mocktails. And it's and most mocktails are two juices, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And grenadine. Two juices and grenadine. You're like, okay, great. So we've got the shrub. We've got um, a little bit of soda water. I put gin in it because I had lots of gin. Mm. And some Paychild's bitters. And it's quite nice. It's sort of medicine-y. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what to. I might call it a a medis anal. <laughs> a medis anal. Anal. Um, but anal That's is spelled in all caps, block caps. But medis <laughs> is is all lowercase, and then there's yeah. a hyphen. Medis anal. That's like when my friend Alex got a part in Sheffield at the Sheffield Crucible. Um, mm. She got her first Shakespeare, and she had a big part in it. And she just kept saying, "Jesus, I'm doing Coriolanus," and she kept putting <laughs> "anus" in all caps every time. Every time she mentioned it, she'd write it as Coriolanus. It's a funny joke. It absolutely <laughs> needs to be rinsed. It's very yeah. Funny. And I just really like the idea of like oh. people going Shakespearean actors take their craft very seriously. Very, very seriously. Like, Coriolanus. Exhibit A. My friend Alex. Um, so the shrub, you've got about. I put about. 60 ml in there so double shot and then Ooh. i put just under maybe 50 mils of gin you could use anything really i'd probably put i'd probably do a clear spirit though um yeah yeah and Arches, then as you say <laughs> what, what was that uh, and oh, a little bit of uh, simple syrup just a touch whatever you think to kind of uh, mm. it's not very acidic because shrubs are made with vinegar so shrubs are of course uh, yeah traditionally like a fruit sugar and then vinegar Mm. But I went with balsamic vinegar, so it was already quite sweet. So I didn't use too yeah. much uh, of that. And then the Pay Charles Bitter just on top, just because I wanted a different yeah. kind of medicine okay. taste. 
Um, I've been doing a lot of very, in a very kind of weird dad-like hobby thing, doing a lot of fermenting fruits. And I'm like, hey. I just laughed and oh, it I just went up my nose. That was horrible. Um, oh, God, it smells like sick. And I'm like, hey, maybe I could do this to cocktails. I could like have like a fermented fruit again, like whatever. A kimchi cocktail. You know, you know, our dad's always fermenting fruit. Yeah, they're always fermenting fruit. That's what all dads <laughs> do. Smokehead have got a cocktail with kimchi in it. Is it? What the fuck? Smokehead really? and kimchi. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Well, we shall. It. I'm going to put that on the list. I'd like to try it. Mr. Like, sounds amazing. Sounds We've got kimchi crazy. in the fridge, actually. So maybe I could try it. Have you? Have you made it? No. No. You could. No. It, I don't think it's hard to make, is it, kimchi? No, it's not. Like the it's, idea lit- it's literally cabbage, spices, put in a jar, sit. <laughs> oh, really? It. You don't even have to add anything? Oh, no, you should add... I think no, you've got to sit on it. you got to sit on it. you got to sit. Sit. For th- like for a three chicken weeks. on an egg. <laughs> um, I think it's... Is it vinegar? I think it's vinegar. It's something. I think, no, it's a brine. You just it's a, you make a brine of water and salt. Oh, okay, right. And then you... There's, I've been, I basically got this big, thick book about fermenting. And it's like, just going, oh yeah, this is a fun thing. Does this happen to all dads? Because like my brother's got a baby due in a couple of months and I don't like the idea that he's just going to start fermenting stuff. Uh, no, I think this is just a me thing. I think this is just a me <laughs> thing. Really it's it's fermenting thing. at the moment, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, fermenting. it's really good, really good. Yeah, I've been fermenting like crazy. I mean, I'm telling you, it's, uh, some, of the, some of the shit that's coming out of that out of that fucking ferment, <laughs> fermentation station. Oh, let me tell you guys, it is. Lucy, Lucy, get away from daddy's fermenting I, uh, No, I've, uh, I'm, no, I'm really big into fermenting at the moment. It's great, actually. My flat stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Wife's left, and she's taking the kids, but I've got lots of chim- kimchi. Do you want to come over? <laughs> not well, not. Sarah's like, how would you like it if I fermented your fucking Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> I don't put it in the pickle. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> kimchi smokehead i'm gonna try that um so chris what do you have in store for us today jonathan luna jonathan <gasps> luna the moon boy jonathan <laughs> luna jonathan luna was an assistant attorney he mm-hmm. was 38 mm-hmm. and he was found dead in like weird circumstances December the 4th, 2003, around 5am, a, a guy named Daniel, gay man, yeah. arrived at his job at uh, a place called Sensenic and Weaver Well Drilling. That was in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, Okay, uh, which is apparently the heart of Amish country. Oh, uh, well, you learn something new every day. He turned up work, 5am, parked his truck on the side of the building near some woods. He punched in at work and then apparently he made a coffee. And he went outside to start filling up the company's trucks f- to fill them up with fuel. Yeah. And he something out of the corner of his eye, he noticed a little red light. He's like, that's weird. So he went over and basically... On one was, of the trucks? That's where he saw... No, no, no. It oh. was like, it was the little red light on the dashboard of another car. Oh, okay. Um, and okay. it was a four-door silver Honda Accord and its front wheels were teetered on a four-foot high bank overlooking a creek. Okay, and yeah. Then, so, uh, yeah. And then gay man. <laughs> you can't just say that. You can't. What's his name? Daniel. You can't call him Daniel, mate. You can't just be like. And then gay man. Uh. <laughs> Daniel saw a spattering of blood 
Right in the car. Ooh. On the on the front seat, yeah. Uh, but there was no driver, uh, so they called the police straight away because they saw this car. There was a lot of blood in it, and it was only when the police arrived mm-hmm. that they. But so then there was more blood on the driver's door and on the fender, and then there was a large pool of blood in the back of the car as well. Right, and the blood had seeped through the front seat to the floor underneath. In in the That's, back, right, yeah, right, it had yeah. gone through the seat. Jesus. Um, there was two hundred dollars in cash scattered around the car. Yeah. And the okay. car was still on. The engine was idling. Yeah. And there was nothing to, like the car had not been in an accident. It hadn't sort of like crashed into another car or mm. sustained any damage in veering off onto the bank. Yeah. But it, was, it was just okay. Yeah. It was almost like it was then, placed there. They did a preliminary search of the area, and the driver, Jonathan Luna, mm. dressed for work, suit, tight overcoat. He was lying face down in the creek at the bottom. Was the glass smashed on the windscreen of the nope. car? No, no. Okay. No. That, there was nothing to indicate the car had been in any accident. Oh, right, um, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Luna, when they found him, he had 36 stab wounds Fuck. over his body. More than half of those mm. were to his neck. There were cuts to his hands, and then there were fingernail marks near his wrists as well. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of the wounds were superficial, but uh, his left, like the, the artery in your neck, is that called the carotid? I think so, yeah. It is, isn't it? I've, I've seen it? enough terrible Carot- shows. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that... Enough, enough ER to know that's what that is. This carotid artery. Yeah. <laughs> that was severed, like, or punctured at least. So hmm. it, he would have bled out in a few minutes. But almost mm. by accident, it seems and, like, because if the um, rest of them are superficial. But even though he would have bled out in a few minutes, guess how he died? He drowned? Um, he drowned. He drowned? In a few inches of... In the few inches of water in the creek. In the creek. Oh so the creek wasn't God. deep. He was just... No. It was <clears throat> very, very... It was like okay. a little brook. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. The coroner, Barry Walp. <gasps> Barry Walp. Welp. I need somebody. <laughs> Welp. Not just anybody. He ruled it a homicide. 36 yeah. stab wounds. Welp. Yeah. Uh, Barry, what do you think? Uh, homicide? I'd say this guy was killed. Welp. Looks like a homicide to me. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Luna was 95 miles away from the office he'd worked at where he'd gone that like, the previous morning. Hell of a commute. Yeah. Mm-mm. Did he not <laughs> Did he not know? He had no connection to this truck yard in any no. way? Oh. No. Okay. Huh. There are a few other things that are weird. The mm-hmm. stab wounds came from his own pen knife. <gasps> oh. He did from it. His, from his own pocket knife, uh, which is what some people think, Sue. So uh, yeah. the FBI tried to rule it a suicide, but they were like, um, well, that's a lot of stabs. It's yeah. a, first of all, it's a lot of stabs. Second of all, it's like there was defensive wounds, the fingernail marks uh, on the wrists. Uh, yeah, his testicles were. Oh, oh and this guy uh, suffered, like, bruised and stuff. So, yeah. and, and then one of I think it might have been Walp. I don't know, but somebody right. said that some of the that the reason he was stabbed a lot and little was mm. um, they were trying to get information out of him. It was torture. Oh. Ah. Wilp, looks Welp. like they were trying to get information. <laughs> I, uh, I thought you were going to say... I'm a big fan of Welp. And a, and a weird... Uh, or at least your version of Welp, actually. I don't know Welp. the bloke. But, uh, your <laughs> version of Welp, that's all, like, anything that's given. You've just been asked to verify an archaeological find. Is this treasure? Does it belong to the state? Or is it... Yep. Welp, uh, I think we found ourselves some treasure. Well, I feel like you were, you were going to say, like, uh, oh, what else was weird is that he had a penknife as a 38-year-old man. Because <laughs> <laughs> something that Boy Scouts have. <laughs> Either Boy Scouts or Aaron Ralston. He had a penknife on him, didn't he, when his arm got trapped in that boulder? Oh, yeah. And he had to cut his own arm off with that it. That is true. So if you were a climber, 
have a pen knife. A pen knife. And or if a you're, little boy. Or a, or a child. But no one in between those two yeah, categories. Yeah, don't be silly. I don't think I've met anybody as an adult that has pulled out their keys and a pen knife is attached to it. Well, then you didn't meet my ex-boyfriend. Oh, my goodness. He used to carry a really posh Swiss Army pen oh, knife. Oh, proper Victorian ox. Uh, oh, with, yeah. yeah. And he... Like and a fat the, like, with, the, with, he, the, with the toothpick oh and the tweezers? Oh, yeah. He was like, it's got 42 uses. I used um, to have a bit in my 2016 show where I talked about 127 hours because I was sort of obsessed with that film Yeah, uh, and it's the true story of Aaron Ralston getting his arm trapped in a boulder for 127 hours and cutting his arm off mm. and I, I said what if when he cut his arm off stumbled backwards the boulder fell down and landed on his leg oh. and, then, and he looked down the camera and just went here we go again <laughs> uh oh and then he's just like that and credits no he's one arm and then, yeah and that's it the, the music from Kirby enthusiasm plays boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Aaron Ralston will return in 128 hours uh, like yeah like another a, yeah. 127 hours yeah. <laughs> and he just goes oh fuck it and has to break his leg <laughs> oh my god have you seen what happens in the fifth one <laughs> post credits him get... just like going hello Hopping Hello. around, hopping, hop, hop, hop. I mean, that is very funny. That's a very funny bit. It's. I mean, I just bragged about a bit of material in a show that used to get quite, quite a low amount of laughs, and that bit, people did not enjoy. People did not bring enjoy it that back. bit. Do you think I could bring back it's that? It's a bit? funny bit. It's a the film's bit. not as recent, but still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't. Like it was it, already yeah. six years old when I did that. Really? Bit. <laughs> yeah. Is it that old? Yeah, yeah it's, it's twenty ten. Yeah. In a post-COVID world, like time has no meaning, and you can do anything now. You can do a bit about anything because <laughs> chances are somebody probably watched it for the first time during also, lockdown. Also, if you seen my shows, that'd be like the most modern thing I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I like, that like you have. Hey a... guys, perhaps you're familiar with a film called Blank Check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with the kid and he has. His... <laughs> Fucking hell, I, I remember the I remember the trailers of Blank Jesus Check. Christ. I never saw it. Did you oh have a video God. that had a Blank Check trailer? Trailer, yeah. <laughs> of course and you did. I, I, it was like fucking Blank Check. About like like four years earlier, they would have cast Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Oh, they, yeah. Yes. Who yeah. was who's in Blank Check? Who's the kid? It's it's a, isn't it's it a, that. It's not the Malcolm in the Middle kid because it's too early for that. No, it's he's he's in a he couple looks like of. Him. It's Jeremy yeah. Renner. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this blank check is so blank. Uh, yeah. His name is Brian Bonsal, and his last film was in twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's oh, the name God. of the kid. I'm gonna look him up. Oh, he's in a quite a few. He's in a TV movie with Bob Saget. He's on cameo. Looks like he, he looks like he should have cashed that blank check. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's have a guess. Right, how much do we think of Brian Ponsol? <laughs> oh, he'll he'll be prime mystery on the rocks content. <laughs> he'll be he'll be asking for lots, but he won't be getting many requests. He'll be asking for at least a hundred quid. Forty-eight quid. Oh. Forty-eight quid. Are you yeah. fucking mad? This. Brian. Do you know what this says to me? What I joked that? about it last week yeah. when we were talking about oh, all this. Suggests that we could get Ryan Felipe on the podcast. Yeah. We could definitely yeah. get Brian Bonson. Oh my God, do you think? A Probably not after this. No, he'll... <laughs> Hi, Brian, oh, Brian, we're all big fans. Would you like to come on <laughs> oh, out? We slagged him off for 10 minutes about yeah, Brian. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, but what if we paid him? Oh, we what could if pay we... him out of... Who's, who's Brian Bonson? How much did you give him? We gave him a blank check. <laughs> In 2021, that means nothing. <laughs>
He doesn't know uh, that. <laughs> Brian needs to find that out. You know, people need to learn their lessons the hard way. <laughs> and this is how Brian learned his. Brian Bonsall gets handed a blank check by the Mystery on the Rocks crew and goes, here we go <laughs> again. Yeah, holding it. Blank check two. <laughs> blank oh check God. two. Blanker check. <laughs> <laughs> Blanker this is check. just our 90s sketch show again. Guys, it's, it's where check. we were always heading, I think. I think I you're think so. right. Oh, they have some more art. Hell of a left turn, isn't it? We So we've, we've found our man, Luna, mm. face down in a brook. Lots of stab wounds. Pen knife. 36. 36. Knife. And they're little stabs. Died of drowning. Mm-hmm. Despite his carotid artery. Um, mm-hmm. He probably dr- he drowned before he... Apparently. Yeah. That's according to the coroner. Well, let's, let, let's re- rewind a bit because he was an assistant attorney. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah. maybe the question on the lips of your brain is, what was he? <laughs> was, he, was, he was he working on an important case? Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, is this guy working for the mob? Yeah. Or is it is it like um, hit film The Firm? No, not The Firm. Uh, what's the one with Tommy Lee Jones? Hey, when he landed in that water, you could say he was a lunar lander. Oh. oh. So, he's working on an important case. <laughs> okay, so he was born in 1965. Okay. He was married, he had two sons. Hmm. A lot of his work was prosecuting child sex offenders. Okay. And well, that's he did a good. lot of good work in protecting children. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's the sort of thing that he took great pride in. And he it was, was his like, passion. Yeah, he went, he, yeah, nailing pedos. So, <laughs> like, it seems like he was a fairly decent bloke. Like, yeah. yeah. He was at, his, at the end of his first year at the University of North Carolina, he found out his father had cancer, so he dropped everything and went home to look after him. Oh, um, I like this guy. His father was Filipino and his mother was African-American. Wow. He was studying law and he was like, he was very aware of the fact that he was one of the few... Uh, Non-Caucasian Yeah, like non-white. That's a... um, a, Masood went... I laughed because Masood went, whoa. (laughs) 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 Filipino and African-American. And African. What? So so he's one of the very few uh, non-white students in Mm. the... Yeah, yeah. Put his degree to use and became uh, an assistant attorney. Yeah. yeah. And did good work. So he practiced law for a year in Washington. Mm-hmm. But then he decided, it was a private law firm, but he wanted to be in the public sector. Right. I don't know whether that's because it was like an, a, a, a question of ethics or whatever, because I suppose private law firms are like, prosecute, defend, we don't care. Yeah. Mm. He, uh, he, went, he then got a job. With the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office, he came from the projects in uh, the Bronx as well. He grew up there. Oh right. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the opportunity arose to work for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Baltimore. So he oh, took it. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he was always working uh, late and turning up early. Mm-hmm. Ah, first, first in, last to leave. That's yeah, good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, he good, prosecuted uh... eighty criminal cases, six civil cases. Many involved drugs. And then he helped put away a Baltimore man for 15 years for sexually abusing his seven-year-old daughter. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everything was going quite well for yeah. him. And then, and then two years after he started working there, a new boss arrived. Oh. Thomas DiBaggio. He sounds like a villain, doesn't he? He does. Thomas DiBaggio. I feel like if this Thomas was a 90s DiBaggio. film. He sounds like he'd be played by Paul Sorvino. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's the Bergy. And it would be his greatest role. And yes. people would go like, yeah, obviously we know he's in Goodfellas, but have you seen him in this? Oh, him as De Baggio is magic. He's fantastic. Like he's <laughs> oh, got the. Oh, you broke the cherry. He's got the he's got the rings on his fingers, and he smokes fat cigars <laughs> bells all the time. Bells on his toes. Yeah. And, <laughs> bells on his toes. He did not like Luna. Did yeah. not like Jonathan Luna. Oh. Uh, because the because Jonathan Luna in the previous uh, before De Baggio joined this office. Yeah. Uh, he'd cut deals in a couple of cases, but over De Baggio's objections. Oh, okay. So they didn't get on. Oh, shit. This is shaping up to be the best 90s thriller of all time. If you... It was 2003, this. If you get... Late 90s thriller. If you get on the wrong foot with Thomas DiBaggio, it's difficult to get back in good standing. Did you take that from the back of the VHS tape? That's uh, that's (laughs) fucking incredible. Yeah, it's just above the BBFC classification. (laughs) Yes! Yes! And, it, and it, for some reason, it's in a different font from everything else. <laughs> that's totally it. Oh, um, man. Uh, no, that's a direct quote from uh, Andrew White, who was a former prosecutor in that same office. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Right, all right. So, he was, it was going really well. Then this new bus arrived. Uh, yeah. they, 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 they butted heads. Yeah. And then, this is from the VHS as well. It's actually from the Washington Post article about this case. But it's also from the VHS. Four stars in the oh, Washington yeah. Post. This is the end of the of VHS. the blurb on the yeah, back the of the end of the blurb gotcha. the back of okay. <laughs> then came the case that may have cost Luna his life yes there it fucking Luna. is there it fucking is that's oh, it wow. oh yeah 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 so the trial was meant to be like cut and dried uh, yeah. a man from Baltimore called Naco Brown he yeah. was being tried for that's a string a of bank <laughs> robberies okay yeah and Jonathan Luna was prosecuting they had yeah. key yeah. evidence and mm. the testimony of a witness that would put brown away for 25 years okay. right. holy shit okay so yeah it was cut and dried this was it it was yeah actually do you know what Monsieur? i think you fucking nailed this because i know what's coming obviously and yeah. it is yeah. the, it is it would have been the best 90s thriller ever because <laughs> uh, the evidence that they had yeah was tens of thousands of dollars seized from a safe in the apartment of brown's accomplice Wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It had, it, in cash, it, it had been packaged in three heat-sealed, see-through plastic containers, just like the movies. Yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. Dollar oh. bills. Dollar bills in one. Stacks of five dollars in another. A third Shit. container was tens and twenties. <gasps> All of this cash. One yeah. day during the trial, FBI special agent Anthony Tony Campano. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, Tony that's like Peter Pete. Anthony <laughs> 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 Tony. They wheel the unmarked cash into the courtroom as evidence. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then Brown's Brown's attorney, the guy that was defending him, said, when I saw the FBI agent with a cart of money rolling down the hall of the federal courthouse, I was stunned. Because apparently, unusual practice to use cash as evidence. Yeah. And actually bring it in. Wow, I didn't know that. Right. So they found Brown guilty in 2002. Right. After that, one of the packages of money... (gasps) <gasps> went missing $36,000 oh, oh my god it's yes, like it Walter White with his barrels oh my god this is what it's reminding me of this is oh fuck the judge who presided over mm-hmm. the case said you could have knocked me over with a feather you would never expect something like that in the court certainly not in federal court mm-hmm. so yeah. federal authorities launched an investigation they did lie detector tests to five government employees 
but we all know lie detector tests aren't exactly reliable. Yeah. No, and they're, and they're not, not, not admissible in court either. Yeah, and no. not just that. It's like they're government employees. They probably know how to beat them. Oh, either yeah. way. Oh, do you reckon? Either way. Can we do an episode on lie detector tests? Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, that'd be I fun. I think that'd be actually. quite an interesting one. I yeah. think so too. Uh, the money was never recovered. Never got oh shit! So, but Babagio had a well nice necklace yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, he comes in in a fur coat. <laughs> Take I it love back. That car. <laughs> He's smoking a baguette for some reason. <laughs> um, the rumor circulated around the around the federal courthouse that Jonathan Luna had substantial credit card debt, oh. and so some were like, maybe Jonathan Luna nabbed the cash because yeah. his sons rod and todd were they were into their clothes <laughs> into nice clothes oh my freaking ears he was one of the employees scheduled to take a polygraph oh, oh. and oh, then shit. oh so uh, that was coming up but it upset jonathan luna because it happened on his watch it happened mm, like while yeah. he was he while was he was looking at this the... guy yeah. yeah and this was his evidence remember it was oh, like this shit. is the evidence i'm gonna Used to present, put, yeah, put to, to put him down, yeah. yeah. But there was a lot of opportunities for. I mean, it was physically there in the building. Yeah, like, right. I I find it hard. Let, let, let's um, let's think. Let's go with that theory that maybe he had credit card debt and he was going to pinch thirty six thousand dollars. Mm. He's not an idiot. He would have known. No. He would never get away with it. Absolutely. Right? And yeah, what's he what's mm-hmm. he going to do? Take it like like walk up to the stand with it and like hold it up and show it in the guy's <laughs> face and then just like um, put it under his mi- coat. Uh, Mister <laughs> Mister Luna, where are you going with that? Can you? You can't put that in your pocket, put that back. It's uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can't um, exactly wander off with it. Yeah. It was the responsibility, apparently, mm. of the US Attorney's Office for whom Luna worked. It was their responsibility to keep the money safe, apparently. Mm. But that's what Campano said. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. See, yep. It's Paul. Oh, no, wait, no, he's not Paul Savino. That's, that's a different. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Paul Campa- Savino in my head. Campano Cam- yeah. is the uh, FBI special agent. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Who wheeled it in. Um, They're uh, all played we... by Paul Savino. It's Ooh. like it's like an Eddie Murphy film. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say maybe that's Matthew McConaughey because I don't want to I don't want to put Matthew uh, McConaughey as yeah. the lead because he's he would have been rising up at this point in his in his career true. and you can't just kill him. He's he's on the poster. That's why people want to see it. <laughs> he's leaning on a big stack of money. <laughs> <laughs> arms folded. Yeah, looking he, at the camera like. There's that, hey. there's that um, theory, isn't there, that he's always got his arms folded because he's got really short arms. Oh, that's oh, is it? Oh, right. Oh. And then if you just look at Matthew McConaughey on screen, you're like, those arms aren't noticeably short. I think that's a bollocks well, theory. But I like the idea that they are like you see it in one film where they're just like they're almost like a, a hand length short. <laughs> that's why like, he it's does short that enough. That you're like. <laughs> <laughs> and then Leo's like, Lip, put your arm out straight. He can't reach his chest. Yeah. He's got a mannequin's arm in one hand and he's just going. And he's, yeah, he's tapping right. it against his chest. <laughs> hey, um, the key grip has to, has to <laughs> lean underneath the table. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I was listening to a, a voice artist talk about, a black voice artist talking about, like, with The Simpsons with a poo, right? And, mm. like, it was, it was an interesting perspective because he was sort of like, well, they didn't cast, they didn't ask Hank Azaria to do it on purpose. Hank Azaria was doing, mm-hmm. like, five characters, and they're like, can you do this one as well? He's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that too. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's not even Hank Azaria's decision. It was a casting director's decision 30 yeah. years ago. And yeah. that that's what it is. It's like, we probably mm. should be angry at that casting director, but then also... They were just like, we've got the show made. Fuck, you could do loads of voices. Yeah. Fucking do that one. Great. That's it. They left it way too late to change it. And Hank Azaria's, mm. he got really defensive about yeah. it. Um, but like, they've, they, couldn't they got like, because uh, it was always a white guy voicing Carl. Yes. Um, yeah. Who, there's not, there's not really an accent, so it's less noticeable. Mm. But they've now brought in a black guy to voice Carl. Yeah. And I saw loads of pushback on that on Twitter, like, no, that's not the voice of Carl yeah. anymore. And like, oh, I guarantee you will not notice the fucking difference. No. Also, have you seen The Simpsons lately? It ain't what it was. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Try not to worry yeah. about it. Did, didn't they have a white guy vo- who's like, he, he can sound exactly like Eddie Murphy. So he he's done like, you know when they'll do like a direct, a TV adaptation of a cartoon yeah. of a Disney film. Yeah. They'll have like the cheap TV version. And oh, there was definitely one that had some white guy doing Eddie Murphy's voice. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, he sounds exactly like him, but it's kind of like, this, this guy's white. Very strange. Ugh, I don't know if no, I like it's it. Bad. This is wrong and bad. <laughs> uh, they'd probably cast a white guy in the thriller to play Jonathan Luna. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, they probably Filipino would. dad, African-American mum. I'm trying to think mm. of And one of the Baldwins would play. Yeah. Him. Oh, not... Just as long as <laughs> it's not... Just as long as it's not Stephen, no. okay? Just... Stephen Baldwin! <laughs> From the Flintstones, Viva <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, my God. Wasn't he also in Backdraft? Was he in Backdraft? Yeah, he yeah. fucking was, wasn't he? And he gets backdraft. That was in the era where Robert De Niro was like just picking up a picture. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. It's <laughs> DVD commentary. You do DVD extra features. You see De Niro walking out of the room with a bag of money, just walking out. <laughs> just, lots... Very much like Jonathan Luna walked from that <laughs> <laughs> with a bag of money in his hand. So, so it, yeah. he's accused of of stealing this this fat uh, stack. So no, no, no. After this happened, it sounded like rumors by other people mm. were started about Jonathan Luna. Oh shit to imply that he'd taken mm. it. So, for example, Campano, who was the FBI special agent that actually physically brought it in, he said it's the responsibility of the US Attorney's Office to make sure the money was stored safely and then didn't comment further, refused to Ooh, say anything about mm. Obviously, this didn't help Luna's work relationship with DeBaggio, mm. who might as well right. be called De Bad Guy. De ba- yeah, I was just thinking about <laughs> the, ba- the Bad Guy. Obviously, because everyone knew that DeBaggio didn't like yeah. him. Uh, he'd already given Luna a bad performance review and put him on notice. Ooh. And then one day he stormed into Luna's office to tell Luna to pack his bags. He'd said, don't come into work tomorrow. This was about something yeah, else okay, right, right. before this. Uh, he tried to, he was trying to get rid of Luna yeah. basically. 
and then they try they, they said no you can't do that and apparently one of his work colleagues said to Luna get a lawyer about this Ooh. and so they managed to sort of say to DiBaggio you've got no grounds to remove him in the movie right what happens is Paul Savino does that and then on his way home on the way to Luna's home he gets like accosted by a bunch of bikers because he's like yeah it's like he, that's what he's because it's the 90s right so there's a biker gang in <laughs> yeah. there right we gotta get there's bikers those everywhere there. and then he, so he's paid off these bikers to like you know just like you know so he doesn't come into work the next day because they got this big case that they're working on and it's like ah oh. uh, but then he he gets he gets accosted by them but then he still comes in the next day so like, what happened to you he's like oh you should see the other guys and then it's like <laughs> and paul savino's like really like he's really pissed off and then luna knows that he that he fucking did it the smoke coming from DiBaggio. <laughs> so DiBaggio resigned a year after Luna was found dead. Oh, that's not suspicious at all. He didn't return uh, messages about it left at the law firm. He never responded to any email questions regarding his relationship with Luna. He just... Fucking hell. But what before he turned up dead, apparently, according to colleagues, Luna was like a little bit... Not just... Obviously, you're put out if your boss doesn't like yeah. you. But Luna was disturbed by it as well. He was like, why to this extent? Yeah. It seems a little unfounded that he just doesn't like him. It's very strange. Yeah. And, and and apparently he confided in, some, confided in some colleagues that he was thinking about leaving and going out on his own and going back to the private sector. Yeah. Which you would do if you're in a, in a happy work environment. Yeah. yeah. So then like colleagues started worrying about him. So the admonishment from the judge... Because uh, he, he he was on warning uh, with one of the judges because he turned up late for court one mm. day. So there was that... There was the investigation ongoing into whether he'd stolen the money. There was the fact that DiBaggio hated him. And then he was also working on a drug tra- trafficking case, which wasn't going very well. Okay. okay. Uh, and so he was like worried that one more misstep might cost him his job. Yeah. He had a wife, two young boys to support. He was still taking care of his el- elderly parents as well. He was under a lot of pressure. Yeah. But they ruled his death a homicide because of the physical evidence. So the fingernail wounds on the wrists they thought were defensive. Mm-hmm. The bruises on the testicles. Like, here's the thing. You know, if you're trying to make yourself look... Like, if you're going to go Jim Carrey about it and beat yourself up like in life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Even he left his balls alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you wouldn't need to. You can make yourself look like you've been attacked. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to stab myself to make it look like I've been attacked. Oh, I better do my balls. Yeah, well. just in case <laughs> someone gets suspicious. Like, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't invite Yeah, exactly. Either, I was going to say, Ed Norton doesn't punch himself mm. on the balls at all. No, leaves yeah. them well alone. It's all it's all up here. It's all in the face. He does his nose. Yeah. does face. Uh, but then it's to make it look like he wouldn't need yeah. to punch himself in the balls, would he? Federal investigators disagree. And bear in mind, the federal investigators will be like the FBI, yeah. uh, who were the ones that physically brought in the money to that. Mm. So they said that he'd stabbed himself three dozen times himself to gain sympathy from co-workers. What? And that the fatal wound of puncturing the carotid artery was accidental. Even though the coroner had... And then, yeah, so yeah. the FBI is saying... Why would like, it be accidental? Yeah. While it was suicide, he, like he didn't mean to kill himself. He was doing it like Jim Carrey like, 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 right, right, okay. to make it look like he'd been attacked yeah. and then accidentally got the carotid artery. What a what a what a horrible lens to see that film through. To, to just go, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
just <laughs> fucking terrifying. Worse is that he's actually watching it initially for lawyering tips. <laughs> yeah. He's like, leave me alone. I'm taking my classes. And he's watching, he's watching Larry Larry's like, aha, here's something. Oh, awful movie, isn't it? The theory that the FBI are presenting is, is that he didn't mean to kill himself. But right. again, if you're doing it for sympathy and you're like, I don't really want to kill myself, leave your neck alone. Yeah, you just, like, there are ways you can make it look like, also don't stab yourself so many times. Have like one in the side yeah. and be like, oh, someone stabbed me on the way from Like the in bar. Scream. Yeah, that was their plan. <laughs> nice. So his wife has never talked publicly about the case. Okay. She never responds to... That could be for a number of reasons, mm. but it's a bit weird, isn't it? She yeah. said nothing. 18 years. Yeah, but years. also she might be like so... Uh, she might feel like she's between a rock and a hard place because she might be like, well... Like Aaron Ralston. <laughs> <laughs> she might be you know, like, oh, this looks terrible. This looks be really yeah. bad. Oh, I see. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe she's thinking of her sons, of her kids. Yeah, that's Rod true. Rod and Todd. Yeah, Rod and Todd. But why did he end up 100 miles away in Lancaster County? Yeah. Stab yourself yeah. three dozen times and then... And that's definitely where he died. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the blood in the car. Unless he died already in the yeah. car and they threw him down there. But, like, like they reckon Still, he drowned and he was in the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a way to get there, yeah. Um, I think some of the stabbing happened in the car. Yeah. Because that's what there's blood there, obviously. But, like, also a substantial amount, enough that it pulled into the back. Mm. But, yeah, he definitely died in the creek. Another FBI criminal profiler said that the case for murder is weak he was like you could have used a weapon that would have taken care of business quickly like a swiss army knife is not the type of weapon you'd use in a homicide but if they want to get some sort of like information or threaten him yeah they just keep stabbing him until he gives them what they want Mm. so an fbi news release that was issued three months after his death they do he does give a timeline for his whereabouts and it's like uh, apparently he he did withdraw the 200 dollars in cash he bought tickets because there were some tickets for a toll road found okay. in the car as well. They were covered in blood, but he didn't need to buy those because he had a pass for the toll. Uh, oh, the toll what he just flashes tits, did he? Uh, yeah, he just <laughs> tits. Yeah, yeah, that's history. But um, <laughs> uh, some people are then saying that maybe, like, he bought the tickets as a so they wouldn't think it was him that had gone through. Right. But alternatively, mm. and either of these makes sense. Alternatively. The killer didn't know he had a pass for the toll road. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I see, so yeah, basically, uh, you've got the okay. FBI that's saying he definitely killed himself, and then you've got others that are saying it's definitely homicide. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm on the homicide side of things. Yeah, I, I, I if you're am. interested in the timeline, he left his office at 11:38 p.m. and mm-hmm. then he headed north, and then that's on the toll road because it passed through Maryland and Delaware toll booths, and mm-hmm. then he stopped at an ATM in Newark. He stopped at 3:20 a.m. To fill up petrol, or, and then and then the article says, or at least somebody did. His debit card was used uh, to pay for the fuel. Um, right. The FBI has closed the case, meaning no one was charged. Ooh, I bet they have. Oh, yeah. It can be yeah. reopened if new information services. Uh, they've received more than five thousand tips. They've interviewed several hundred people. Uh, there's a reward at hundred thousand dollars. Oh. But Ooh. that's gone unclaimed. And then the other thing that people are saying about the argument against suicide is it's a, for the same reason as. There are quicker ways of killing somebody. There are quicker ways of killing yourself. So totally. It's yeah. a, like yeah. it makes no sense either way. This the the the, the stabbing thirty six times with a penknife. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a heck of a long way to go to take your own life. Big time. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's yeah. where we are. The case is unsolved. It's weird. And they've closed the case. 
I mean, it 100% reads like um, some people tried to make it look like suicide, mm. and it's definitely a murder. But also, the motive is there as well. But but from both sides, yeah. money, yeah. Thirty-six thousand dollars has gone missing. <clears throat> Either he did mm. it and felt the net closing in, but where did that money go? Or yeah. the FBI and needed a full mm. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 This is why I think this is actually probably in your wheelhouse, Masood, because, like, <laughs> the government. Is it the government? Oh, well, this is it. I was thinking about it. It's like, again, it, it feels very much like that. And we sort of joked about it before about how when the government kills someone, they go an awfully long way to yeah. make it look like an accident for no yeah. apparent reason. And, yeah. and, the, and the closing of it, you know, them going, oh, well, there's no more information, even though, you know, we're, people got to the scene and went, well, looks like a homicide. Yeah, but um, yeah. Like, what people sometimes forget is, like, some murders are opportunistic. So what yes. if what if he did take the money? Let's say he him? took it. Well, it was, yeah. Let's, let's mm. say, for argument's sake, he did take it. He had an accomplice. They were making a run for it. The accomplice wanted it all for himself. He wanted to kill him. He put up a fight. The only weapon to hand was his pen knife. It was a pen knife, and he just kept going. Yeah. yeah. Alternatively, he didn't take it, but he was he was being set up. The person that caught up with him wanted to scare him, ended up having to kill him, and the only weapon to hand was a penknife. Like it's, yeah. You know? I feel like the the last the the stab in the coronary artery and the the him face down in the creek feel very much like oh shit, I've gone too far. Mm. whoever had murdered him was like I think it was I think it was scaring him and then they went oh fuck like they stabbed him in the neck and then it's just such fucking yeah. going everywhere so like the FBI and they go, shit yeah, the FBI's theory <laughs> that he was stabbing himself and then accidentally did his artery yeah like yeah. doesn't it could be the murderer the doing creek. that the yeah. murderer could be stabbing him 36 times and accidentally getting yeah him yeah that's very true goes, ah bollocks um fuck like opens the door and just like kind of leads him down and pushes yeah, so, him down into the creek We've yeah. spoken about like it being like a, the plot of a nineties thriller. Yeah, we've read off the back of the Blank VHS check. case. But what is the film called? Oh fuck! What is the what is the movie um, called? Oh, is it just called Thirty Six Thousand? <laughs> Thirty Six Thousand. Oh. What's the one with Billy Bob Thornton where three guys find a a, a bag of money? Simple it's plan. A, simple plan. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so maybe it's like yeah, thirty six thousand is pretty good actually. I quite like that. It feels very much like a, what would a John Grisham one be? It's usually like the and then a verb. <laughs> I, I know what it's called. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Ooh. Dead Creek. Oh fuck! Because he was found in the creek and yeah. So front cover is we've got Paul Sorvino. We haven't quite got our lead yet, but we'll find one. Um. Uh. Well, it's the nineties. They're never going to cast so racially sensitive. David. What's his name? David. Oh, I mean, like on. Jonathan Luna died in two thousand and three, but let's say the movie was made in the nineties. Yeah, uh, Jonathan. Oh Luna, no, they'll, they'll, Jonathan they'll Luna is like half it. Filipino, half African American. There is no way an actor of that heritage is an A-lister at that Dave, point. David Caruso. Ah! <laughs> oh my the redhead God. guy. <laughs> yeah, they would the literally get David from... <laughs> Redhead Caruso, who was like, who who for some reason had a great film career. For yeah, he was hot in the 90s. Very uncharismatic yeah. actor. Like, so, um, you know, he's a, a, a real workaday guy. He gets the job done. That's literally it. And he was, he got cast as like a hot romantic lead for a 
fucking yeah, wild. For a long time. And anyway, he's going to play this African American Filipino. Jonathan guy. Luna. Luna, yeah. where's that surname from? Is it Spanish? Must be. <laughs> yeah, no one ever says anything about it. <laughs> it's oh and definitely oh and it would be, he'd be perfect for it because it's like it's one of those films before he breaks big so like we can kill him off so he's yeah, not and quite yeah. uh, and then the movie starts with him nailing a case and there's a there's a swooping camera shot down the courtroom yes. as, he's, as, as he's doing his closing <laughs> remarks oh yeah and then he wins the case and then he walks out of the courthouse and everyone's clapping and he's like thank you yeah thank you thank you, thank you. i definitely yeah, would yeah, have yeah. seen a making of this film in the 90s as well and seen that oh. shot being made with a big fucking dolly crane and be yeah. like wow six-year-old masood would be like i want to watch that film <laughs> oh my god yes yep i'm in <laughs> That's it. We've got, well, there we go. Hollywood. It's going to be great. Luna was just an ordinary lawyer. Where like it. Uh, oh, it definitely. We'll definitely have shots of poor Servino being suspicious or being like kind of mm. quite nasty and like it'll, we'll do those like fade in, fade yeah, out shots. Yeah, for some reason. For yeah. some reason, he's working. Whoa. He's working late at the office and he never has the lights on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why does? Yeah. It's just his little desk lamp. It's just it cuts to it's got Luna looking at several credit card debt statements and then he puts them down and thumps the desk like yeah. and then puts a hand to his mouth like oh it's yeah he, do, he sort of like he 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 doesn't upturn the desk but he kind of like goes Argh. he'd like yeah. to you know he'd like to Jeez. a few bits of paper kind of go <laughs> oh and one of them in the film one of them like lands in a certain way and he's like yeah it floats like that and then it, and then it yeah. goes down on the carpet and then there's a close up of it as it lands and it says. You owe thirty six thousand dollars. Thirty six thousand, yes. and he goes. <sighs> and then there's just a scene with it opens with he was an uh, he was a family man. Luna was a family man. Goes in and Rod and Todd are like, Daddy, <laughs> oh Daddy. yeah, they run towards him and he picks them <laughs> He's both. He's got up. a very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, and she's like, another letter came, and he opens it, and it's another final demand. He goes. I'll take care of it. <laughs> and then it, it's her and she's played by... It's Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer yes. Tilly, perfect. Yes. I want to know what happened to my husband. Then, uh, oh my God, and then yes. when, uh, 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 So you set all that up and then it's like, can we can yeah. we use the cash as evidence? Can we use the cash as evidence? How much cash is there, by, by, by the way? Well, there's $36,000. And Crusoe goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks up like, you okay, Luna? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, I'm, I'm sure. great, I'm great. Yeah, I'm fine. Paul Servino. <laughs> hey, hey, Luna, hey, Luna, the wife keeping you up at night. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's Caruso. got a clip of it, it's like slow zoom on him, anxiously watching Rod and Todd play in their fucking massive garden. Yeah. They've got a huge jungle gym. <laughs> yes. Oh and they're God. like, you can't believe you spent 36000 on the jungle gym. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a good <laughs> That's why he's. Oh my god, yes. And that's and that, that's when the music gets tense in the trailer. They're wheeling the thirty six thousand dollars into court, and Luna, yeah. Luna watches it comes in, and he's like, and coming out of court, going, he's gone. <laughs> oh, and Joe gone. Pantolino is in it as his like sassy friend, <laughs> who occasionally has like a few good lines in it. Uh, <laughs> he, he get for some reason he gets nominated for Golden Globe Best Supporting. Oh, oh yeah, well, everyone loves him. He's Joe. a made-up character. <laughs> <laughs> he never existed. Oh yeah, yeah. They wrote a special yeah, part gets, for Joe yeah, Pantoliano. He says, he says, "I haven't seen that much green since last night when I smoked it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's chewing gum, and he's got the little glasses. 
Hot off of bad boys. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Joe Pantriano. Yeah, well, Dead Creek. I can't wait to see Dead Creek. Coming to VHS and DVD this summer. <laughs> In 1996. A full seven years before Joe Lee, uh, before Lena was before found the, Oh, my God. It's called Lunatic. <laughs> ah, so yes, I think I think he might have been uh, taken. You know, uh, I think it was his mur- his death was an accident, and that someone was trying to like grease him up, get some info out of him, but then slipped up, and then whoopsies, and into the into the. I mean, what if he went. did take the money? They it's got in, they 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 got wise to that fact, yeah. and were trying to find out where it was. Yeah, and then killed him by accident and then no one knows where it now is. no one knows where it is that's why it's never been recovered and then and then oh. the sequel is a simple plan <laughs> if, 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 if this film was being made in the mid to late 2000s there'd be a twist at the end where it was the guy at the start who yes. comes into work who finds the car he's yeah. pocketed it oh. yeah that or if it is the mid to early 2000s it's either a character that we never see again like the hot dog guy who he gets his hot dogs from <laughs> Or potentially, because it's the early 2000s and not in, entirely sensitive, potentially somebody who yeah. might not be all there mentally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll get someone playing, like, unspecified intellectual disability. <laughs> yeah. One that we can get in trouble for, but, but the audiences... The writers didn't know what it was either. It's sort of like, it's the, it's the guy who was filling up all the trucks with fuel at the beginning, and he's uh, he's got learning difficulties, and yeah. he's got sort of like a weird walk. But as yes. he's walking away yeah. at the end... It all drops away. Oh, yeah, drops yeah, yeah. Away and yeah. he starts. Oh, he's proper like yeah. Ed Norton in the score. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which came out in two thousand and one. Kevin Spacey in the Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I quite like yeah. that you you said the Love score it. though. That well, seems I think like it's no one mentions the score. Yeah. No one ever talks about it's the score. It's a deep cut. <laughs> no one ever talks really about really obvious Usual Suspects reference. And Sue's was straight away like, was like, like the score. Little note: There's no one from the score with yeah. Brando, was yeah. it his last film? Yes, it was. Is that the Among... one where apparently he uh, refused to be shot from the waist down so he could wear a towel? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus fucking... It's classic Brando. He, he said when he did um, The Island of Dr. Moreau, he arrived on set like two hours late for his first scene yeah. and it was Brando, so everyone was just like, oh my God, it's Brando, it's Brando, yeah. even though this is like Brando 20 years past his best. And he, he went... Um, he said, I think my character should have peacock feathers behind him. And they were like, well, we don't have any of those. He went, I think my character should have them. And basically just went back to his trailer. And they were in the middle of fucking nowhere filming this. And they just sent the costume person. They were like, you're going to have to find some peacock Fuck. feathers. And they came back like two hours later. And they wouldn't say where they got them, which with a handful of peacock feathers, which meant they definitely found a peacock. peacock. And just went, yep. what? They, they found <laughs> just pulled them out the back of a peacock. Jesus. And the peacock's probably like, ah! Oh my god! It was 2001 when he finished filming the score. He uh, leapt into a car with Michael Jackson and Elizabeth Taylor. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> they they picked him up from the set, yes. from the set, and uh, off they went. Well, what so a that, that case. that's Jonathan Luna. What a fucking case! There we case. go. Good case. Yeah, yeah it had it yeah. all. It's all in the trailer, yeah, including right. the trailer. It's <laughs> available on VHS and DVD. <laughs> On the back, it's Jonathan Luna eating a big sandwich full of money. <laughs> With his eyes just above the top of the sandwich. Can I say one more thing about the, uh, about the film uh, Dead Creek? Yeah. I think yes. it's a TriStar Pictures film. Yes. 100%. You see that as soon as... Of course it is. <laughs> now, TriStar... David Caruso With, with the horse, isn't it? Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. And the, the, the yeah. triangle. And, and it's like... Yeah. yeah. 
Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> this, is, this is very Who are we kidding? Slow, it's a Deke right? film. Oh. <laughs> Deke! <laughs> uh, well, you know where you can find us in all the usual places. Uh, do leave a little review on uh, whatever your like preferred listening thing is. Just be like, hey guys, this is amazing. Get that film made. We want to see Dead <laughs> Creek. Five stars. Maybe we'll it add it as amazing. a goal on Patreon. Yes, if Dead we Creek. At this point, we'll, Dead we'll, Creek. We will make Dead Creek. We will make Dead We Creek. could probably make it with existing footage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just cut it together like Adam. Yeah. yeah. We'll just add some. We'll music. just get scenes from uh, from CSI Miami for David Caruso. I mean, he's got he's, he stood around enough in that show. <laughs> we'll just get him in there. That sounds great. Mm. You should well, get on the Patreon if you're not. Yes. Very good. Do it. <laughs> get on the Patreon. Yeah, get on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash mystery on the rocks. Uh, we just sent out our first bit of merch as well. So if you do People sign up, you can yeah. Yeah. get If you've had your People t-shirt, um, put a, uh, tweet us uh, with a photograph of you in it. You'd have to put yes. a face in it if you don't want. A lot, a lot of people are doing that already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's thanks, it's thanks to the Patreon that the podcast can keep going. People like yes. you, Iggy Thrust, thank you very much. No, thank you, Iggy. Thank you. Yeah, literally, you're keeping the podcast lights on. Thank you very much. If you enjoy what we do, sign up to Patreon. If you only sign up for three months, you still get a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. That's thanks, it. Everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Um, bye. See you soon. Bye. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns